Welcome to the Embrace Church podcast. We exist as a church to relentlessly reach the next person for Jesus. Wherever you're at today, we hope this message encourages you. Let's jump in. Hey, Embrace. I hope everyone's doing all right so far today. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here at all of our campuses, all of our network churches, to each and every one of you with us online. We are so excited that you are here. Today, we are going to be wrapping up our series that we've been on over the last five weeks, a series called Nothing Good, a series where we've been talking about wounds, trauma, and how to heal. As we've been saying throughout this series, whether we want to admit it or not, all of us in some way, shape, or form, we all have wounds, things that we've done, things that have been done against us, big or small, an event took place, and as a result of that event, we have a wound. Wounds that if we do not deal with them, if we do not address them, they will impact every part of our lives and in not great Ways. Now, throughout this series, we have covered so much ground. We've talked about the pattern of a wound and what that looks like. We've also talked about specific wounds that we can have. There are many different kinds of wounds we can have, but specifically, we talked about the wound of fear and the wound of shame and rejection and abandonment and about how Jesus, how God in Jesus himself experienced these same things as well. Today, though, to wrap up our series, I want to take a step back and look at a few of the different things that we haven't covered, a few things that are so important to know and remember when it comes to our wounds, things that are so important to know and remember when it comes to our lives as a whole. And so today, just to jump right into things, when it comes to wounds, the first thing to remember is this, not everything is a wound. Again, when it comes to life, when it comes to the different events that we walk through, not everything is a wound. A few months back, it was a weekday, and it was past 7 a.m., and I still hadn't seen my oldest three children yet. And so I went to the stairwell that day. I was feeling good. The love of Jesus was in my heart. And so I gently yelled up the stairs in the calmest fatherly voice. I said, hey, guys, It's time to get ready for school. Make sure you get up. Well, immediately two of them responded and they said, okay, dad, we're up. We're good. I'm like, no problem. Well, about 10 minutes later, I still hadn't heard from one of my children and I hadn't seen any of the three of the children. And so I went over this stairwell and this time with a little bit more power, still very Holy Spirit filled. I'm a pastor. I never get mad or yell or anything crazy like that. So I got to the stairwell. I was like, hey guys, It's time to get up, time to get ready. Let's get rolling, let's get rolling. Well, you would have swore that I threw a hand grenade up the steps. You would have thought I was trying to kill them because immediately, dad, enough, we hear you. You're so mean. You're asking us to do all this stuff. In response, it's like, Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, you know? I'm like, I got the love of Jesus inside of me. Don't strangle your children, Okay. So I can hear them wrestling or doing whatever kids do. It sounds like a pack of gorillas upstairs. Two of them come down, and they're still grumbling and mumbling. Well, by this time, dad is getting a little worked up, okay? Like, I'm like, okay, I don't feel much of the Holy Spirit anymore. Like, I feel like the love of Jesus has disappeared. So they're still grumbling. And so I finally said, I said, guys, I didn't wake you up and ask you to chop wood to heat our home. You didn't have to pump water. You didn't have to feed the family cow out back. You didn't need to take a pee in the outhouse outside. And then I said this, 
our family would not last a day on the Oregon Trail. You know, like, y'all ever heard of dysentery? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dysentery. So I'm, I'm yelling. You see, that day, my kids, they thought I was being rude. They thought I was asking a ton. I was literally just asking them to wake up, get dressed, and go to school. You see, friends, the truth is, not everything is a wound. Not everything is a wound. Dealing with our wounds is so critically important. And some of us, if not all of us, have some real actual wounds in our lives, big or small, that it is so important to deal with. But I'll just say it though, in so many ways, our culture has gotten soft. Is that okay for me to say, I said it, I might say it again. In so many ways, our culture has gotten soft. Like someone disagreed with you. Someone didn't give you a trophy. That sounds like life. Like you got a bad review at work, that's not, a, that's not a wound, that's a bad review at work. Your kid got in trouble at school, that's not a wound. Maybe your kid needs to start listening to their, to their teacher. Your, your kid didn't make the team, that's not a wound. Johnny, I'm so sorry, more than Johnny. Mom and dad, I'm so sorry that little Johnny didn't make the team. To be clear, I'm not trying to minimize a wound, actually just the opposite. I'm trying to highlight the actual real wounds that are in our lives. All I'm trying to say, though, is that not everything is a wound. Friends, something I've noticed about myself is whenever I'm looking to be wounded, every single time I will find a reason to be wounded. If I set out in my day looking to be offended by someone, it's the craziest thing. Every single time, I find reasons to be offended. If I'm looking to be wrong, I'll find it. If I'm looking to, point, to push the blame onto somebody else, every single time, I will find it. We find the things that we are looking for. While on the flip side, when I assume the best, when I look for the good in others, when I look for the good in a situation, in a day, in a week, when I look for the good in my life, I find that too. I know for myself, when I'm looking to serve and bless others, it is so much harder to hurt and wound me. Listen to these words from the apostle Paul. These are such good words from Paul. He says, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul's saying, I take pleasure in my weaknesses. I, I take joy in the things that come my way. Why? Because with Jesus, when I'm weak, he makes me strong. I take joy when, when trials and hardships, when wounds try to come my way. Why? Because with Jesus, they just make me stronger and stronger and stronger. Once again, not everything is a wound. Okay, so that's the first thing. Secondly, when it comes to a wound, another thing that is so important to know and to remember is this, wounds are a part of the journey. And friends, I say this one with kindness and compassion and love, but it, 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 it's just so important. Wounds are a part of the journey. Now, I can't stress this enough. If I was sitting with you and I knew that you had just recently went through a hard event, if I knew that you had just experienced a big wound, I would never say to you, wounds are a part of the journey, Okay. Like if I knew that about you, I would just never say that wounds are a part of life or, or the Christian hurtful way that we say this. Oh, your mom died? Well, it's all a part of God's plan. I would never say that, ever. 
And so I want to stress that, but I think that often we look at life and we just assume that it should be easy. If I'm a good person, if I work hard, if I keep my head down, then I shouldn't run into roadblocks. I shouldn't have trials come my way. And we even do this in the church. If you follow Jesus, there's almost this subtle assumption that life is going to get easier. If you give your life to Jesus, that only good things are going to come your way. And friends, at first glance, this might sound good and and feel good and even preach good, but unfortunately, you will not find any of this in the Bible. Instead, the Bible reminds us over and over again throughout, throughout life, hurts and wounds and trials and hardships will in fact come our way. They are the norm, not the exception. And honestly, for me to stand up here and tell you otherwise would be unkind. For me to tell you something different would be unloving. Seriously, if we believe that after we follow Jesus, that life is going to get easier, when trials and hardships do come our way, it can be so confusing, can it be? If we believe, gosh, if I I give my life to Jesus, if I follow him, if I'm faithful, it can be so confusing when trials and hardships do come our way. Am I doing something wrong? Is God upset with me? Am I not doing enough? Is this because I screwed up? I mean, I just thought that life was going to be easier. You see, unfortunately, you and I, we live in a world that is broken. And wounds, they are a part of the journey. Once again, listen to these words from Paul, some of my favorite words from him. Paul writes, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. To be clear, these are words coming from a guy who was kidnapped, he was, he was beat, he was stoned, he was arrested more times than we can count, he was shipwrecked, he was accused, he was interrogated. And why did all of this happen to him? Because he was telling other people about Jesus. Like these things didn't happen to Paul because he was living a bad, immoral life. They didn't happen to him because he, he was stupid or because he made a bad mistake. No, they happened. Why? Because he was faithfully following Jesus. That's why they took place, because he was telling other people about Jesus. You see, for Paul, trials and hardships and wounds, they weren't out of the ordinary, and he wasn't confused by them. Instead, to Paul, they were expected. They were a part of the journey, even when we follow Jesus, even when we're faithful. Now, the hardships and valleys and wounds in your life, they may may look totally different than Paul, but the truth is we should expect trials and wounds and hardships in our lives as well. And at least for me, maybe you disagree, at least for me, this is so helpful to know. At least for me, this is so helpful to know about life and even about a life in following and serving Jesus. Just the simple fact that wounds are a part of the journey. Okay, so that's the, that's the second thing. The third thing when it comes to wounds, another thing that is just so important to know is, is this. Scars can become beautiful. Again, when it comes to life, when it comes to the different events and wounds and hardships that life brings us, scars can become beautiful. 
In the second week of the series, we mentioned that not much good can come from a wound, a wound that isn't healed. If we haven't dealt with it, if we haven't tried to heal a wound, not much good can come from it, but a scar is completely different. A scar, a wound that is healed is a completely different story. You see, a scar is a proof that we've survived. A scar is a symbol that we are still alive. A scar, it has a story. We went through a battle. We overcame a hardship, but God has healed us, and now we have a scar, and scars can become beautiful. I mean, God can use our scars to remind us to where we've been and all that God has brought us through. God can use our scars to remind us of our deep, unending need for Jesus. God can use our scars to give hope to another person that better days are ahead. God can use our scars, not in spite of our scars, but because of our scars, to do beautiful things in and through us. Scars can become beautiful. We overcame a battle. We went and made it through a trial because of Jesus. Recently, I sat down with a pastor friend of mine going through a hard situation that I went through something similar a few years back. And as he was sharing, there was just so much of the things that he was saying that I could connect with. And more than that, as he was sharing, there was so many of the feelings that he was feeling that I I could connect with. And while as I listened to my, my friend share and pour out his heart, I began to realize that some of the deep wounds in my own life were, were in fact beginning to heal. It was just this powerful moment when sometimes you begin to see the healing that's taken place in your own life. As he shared, I, I began to realize, gosh, some of these wounds are beginning to heal. And in, and in certain ways, I'm beginning to have scars in my life in a very, very good way. After my, my, my friend finished sharing, I, I was just quiet for a bit. And then I told him, I promise you're going to make it through this. I promise you're going to make it through this. What you're going through right now, I, I, it sucks. It's horrible. I, I wouldn't wish, wish it on my, my worst enemy, but I promise you better days are ahead. I promise you the best is yet to come. You will make it through, and there will be so much good that even comes from all of this. Just to be clear, as I was sharing this, it wasn't just lip service. I wasn't just telling him religious mumbo jumbo. I wasn't trying to think of positive things just to help him forward today. Instead, how could I share it? Because I've lived it. How could I share it? Because Jesus has brought me through it. How can I share this to my friend? Because I got a scar. I got a scar. And not in spite of my scar, but because of my scar, I'm able to tell them that there is so much good that can come from even this. So much beauty that can come from even the worst. Once again, listen to these words from Paul. Paul says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, we praise you. We thank you is what Paul's saying. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He's where comfort begins and ends. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we'll be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Friends, this is why your scars are beautiful. Why? Because God can use them to heal someone else. 
Some of you years ago, you lost a loved one and just now you're beginning to heal. Some of you were abused and God has started to heal you. Some of you were betrayed, neglected, shamed, and you started to heal. Some of you have went to hell and back and yet God has begun to heal you. And now you have a scar. And God wants to do some beautiful things through that scar. He wants to use your scar to help comfort someone else. He wants to use your scar to breathe hope into someone else. He wants to use your scar to heal another person from the inside out. Seriously, you might be the very thing. And more than that, you might be the very person that another wounded person needs to know that better days are to come, to know that God isn't finished yet, to help a person find Jesus. One more time, scars can become beautiful. Fourth thing, when it comes to wounds, something that's important to know, and this one's gonna be, gonna be short and sweet, go to a therapist. Go to therapist. When it comes to life, if you've lived a day, this is for every single one of us, go to a therapist. Seriously, if I, throughout this series, different events have come up inside of you, different wounds have come up inside of you, or if you are just a human being, this applies to all of you, go to a therapist. I literally don't care who you are, how old you are, how long you follow Jesus, what your education or income is or the lack thereof. I don't care if you're a pastor, if you're listening to me and you're a therapist, you need to take your own medicine and you need to go see a therapist too. Go to a therapist. All of us, go. You're pretty jacked up, okay? Like you need to go see a therapist. <laughs> To help you out, if you live locally, we came up with a, a list of online resources. You can go and find this at imembrace.com slash help. It's just a list of Christian therapists that us, myself, or our staff knows and trusts and respects. There's therapists just to process wounds with. There's marriage therapists. There's addiction therapists. Again, this is just a great resource. I would encourage all of us to use. To be clear, therapists are human. They are not God, but they have experience in dealing with and walking alongside of so many of the things that you're dealing with yourself. One of the greatest lies that I hear on a regular basis from so many of you is you are convinced that you are the only one walking through X, Y, and Z. I promise you it's not the case. And so therapists, Christian therapists, they've just seen it. They have expertise. They have experience in knowing different strategies and next steps you can take to get healthy. As a pastor, I can help you spiritually. I can help you grow in your love for Jesus. I can pray for you. I can show you next steps to get closer to God. But so many times there are certain things and situations that I don't know what the right next step is to emotionally grow and be healed. And so again, go to a therapist I always say it's the fool. The, the man or the woman is a fool who feels like they can figure it out on their own and said it's the wise man, the wise woman that knows that they need the counsel and wisdom and advice and expertise of the godly people around them. Go to a therapist. Okay, so the last thing I wanna share today when it comes to wounds when it comes to our lives as a whole, this is the most important thing of the entire series. True healing is only found in, in Jesus. If you forget everything else, don't, don't miss this part. When it comes to life, when it comes to the wounds, the events that we experience, true 
healing is only found in Jesus. One of my favorite stories is in the book of John. Listen to what our brother John tells us. He said, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, were lying on the ground. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him the question, do you want to be healed? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool. When the water bubbles up, someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk instantly. The man was healed. Something so cool in this story, one of the words that John uses for for the English word healed is the Greek word therapool which is where we get the word therapist from. Again, the last point, go to a therapist. What I love about this, Jesus is the therapist. He's the therapist. He's not just, ah, he's the therapist. For 38 years, this man, he went to this pool, right? For 38 years, he tried, and each day he wanted to be be healed. But the truth is, the man, more than anything, he needed Jesus. He needed Jesus. The same is true for you and I. You see, you and I, we can try everything to find healing, and some of us, we have tried everything. For some of us, we've tried to find healing in a relationship, and maybe we're with the wrong person. We married the wrong person, and so we try another relationship. Others of us, we've tried healing and going to the bar. Just another drink or another pill. No, this doesn't bother anybody. This is just between me. No one even cares if I do this. We've tried everything to find healing. You can go to a therapist, which is, which is so important. Some of us, we've read all the books and self-help and we've listened to different podcasts. Some of us, we've tried sex and we, we've, 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 we've tried this and we've heard pornography. Others of us, we've tried all the socially acceptable things. If I can just make a little bit more money, if I can just get a bigger house, more followers on Instagram, if I can just do this. And so I keep on scrolling my, my thing and it just sounds so crazy. We've tried everything to find healing, but maybe we've never tried Jesus. To be clear, all the other stuff, none of it created you. None of it knows you and knows exactly what you need, but Jesus does. And a therapist is great, but no therapist can forgive you of your sin, your garbage, your crap, your mistakes, your secrets that you haven't told anyone. None of it has died for you. None of it can make you right with God. None of it can make you brand new from the inside out. None of it can hit reset on your life. None of these things have experienced, and more than experienced, none of these things have conquered your wounds, but Jesus has. You see, Jesus isn't a self-help book. He's our Savior. Not a therapist, the therapist. He is our Lord. He is God. And true healing is only found in Him. True healing is only found in Jesus. Only found in in Jesus. And so here Jesus is today and he's, he's walking up to each of you and he's asking this, this really basic question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? He's walking up. Do you, do you, do you, do you want to be 
healed. And some of you are like, well, Jesus, that's great, but I've, I've been this way for 38 years. You don't know how long this has been. This event happened when I was a little boy. It's just who, who I am. Jesus is back. Do you want to be, do you want to be healed? But Jesus, I don't have a way to get into the water because every time I, I, I try to get in the water, someone else gets to the water before me. And so I've tried and I feel so overlooked and unseen and nobody cares about what I've gone through. Again, the question, do you, do you want to be healed? God, I just don't think you can. Like, I'm just too messed up. I'm too broken. It might work for somebody else. Like, it's, it's just not me. You don't understand what I went through as a little girl. You don't understand my, my divorce and how messy it was. You don't know what I've been charged of. You, don't, you, you, just, you just don't. Do you want to be healed? For five weeks, we've been talking about our, our wounds and feelings. Anyone excited to Let's just talk about football next Sunday. Be a little, little lighter. We've been talking about our wounds, but we, we've never just directly asked the question, do you want to be healed? And more than just do you want to be healed in general, do you want Jesus to heal you? Do you want him to heal you? He's asking you. He's approaching you. He knows your specific event. He knows your wound. He knows the different ways you've tried to cope with it all. And he's just asking the question, do you, do you want to be healed? And so friends, we're, we're going to close and, and, and pray right now. As we do, I just want to invite you to close your eyes. At all campuses and network churches, if you just close your eyes. And I know that this is going to be way outside of some of our, our comfort zones. But if you're here and today, if the answer to that question is, is yes, you want to be healed, I just want to invite you just to stand, if that's you. If you're like, yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to keep dealing with this. I don't, I don't want to remain the same broken person that I am. I don't want to be this. I don't want to pass this on to my kids and my spouse and my friends. Today, if you're here and you're hearing my voice, even if you're on the bike trails right now, later in the week, listening to this on, on a podcast, I just want to invite you to stop and stand. That's you. This morning I prayed, I was like, God, if it's even just one person at a network church that I physically can't see that stands, it was all worth it for that one person. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Heavenly King, I'm so grateful for who you are. I'm so grateful you're a God who sees us. You see us and you know us better than we know ourselves. You know the details. You know the details of our events. The things that we've done, the things that have been done against us, you know it all. And God, some of us standing, we might need to start with inviting you into our lives and, and asking you to be our Lord and Savior. But for all of us, all who are standing, my brothers and sisters right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to heal them. Anyone who's standing and they're just acknowledging, I want to be healed, Jesus, today by the same power that raised Christ from the dead. I have no power. You have unending power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead, would you heal my brothers and sisters who are standing? In your name, in your ability, in your strength, God, and I give you thanks in advance. Some of us, I, I genuinely believe, will be healed immediately. Others of us, it might be a journey. It might be a process. But God, we give you thanks. We're so thankful. 
God, we just acknowledge it. We celebrate it. God, we were grateful for who you are. Thank you for seeing us. Thank you for being our therapist, the therapist. Lord, today, would you heal us from the inside out? Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen. I'm gonna invite everyone to stand. I just wanna speak specifically to anybody who stood. Uh, First off, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Just your willingness to say, I'm ready, Jesus. I just picture that man again, 38 years. He's just like, I'm convinced it's too late. I'm too far gone. And yet he just, you want to be healed. First off, I'm proud of you. Secondly, I just want to encourage you to tell somebody. Reach out to a friend, your significant other, a roommate, a friend you haven't spoken to in a while, but you know they're a safe place to share stuff to and just tell them. I've been praying that God would heal me. Today I stood and I asked God, God to heal me. I would encourage you also to go to a therapist. Schedule an appointment. If, if for whatever reason you're not able to financially reach out, we'll figure out a way to help make it possible. It's one of the best steps I've ever personally taken in my own life. Last thing, I'm just going to be praying for protection from you. Anytime we step out of our comfort zone, Satan just loves to chirp in our ears, telling us it's lies, it's garbage, we're too broken, we're whatever. In the name of Jesus, just declare it. Jesus, protect me, watch over me, heal me. Lord, we're so grateful for you. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd love to have you join us in person at one of our locations. You can find out more at imembrace.com.